2: Hey everybody, welcome into the latest episode of Half Street High Heat. We'll call this the one in which the Nats are one game away from the World Series, if you can believe it. I am Amanda, you can follow me on Twitter at AWhite7877. I'm joined as always by Nick and Ryan, you can find them on Twitter at DCNATJack, and you can find the show at Half Street High Heat. We're doing this for the DMZ Sports Network, and you can find them on Twitter and Instagram at DMZ underscore SN. So, how are you guys?
0: Well, I was doing really well until you just said Nick and Ryan. You didn't even give us like a fun word, so I guess that yeah. Sorry, I'm with in us. the car
2: driving to the stadium, so I'm I'm not in my uh, I'm not in my zone today. I'm on my way to get to the game where they may just sweep the Cardinals and go to the World Series.
3: She should have just said, uh, "I'm always joined by my underappreciated co-host Nick and Ryan," because clearly she doesn't appreciate us.
2: Exactly. Who were spectacularly wrong about the Nats getting past the Dodgers. So were you I, know. I know, but I you said they were gonna get swept. I wasn't that wrong.
3: <laughs> oh. I mean well, keep my expectations low so that way I'm never disappointed. No. I
2: mean I mean it's silence. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't
3: I don't know what you okay. want to say <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right, so Ryan, could you give us the uh, week in review, which isn't for the full week, but since our last episode before game one of the NLCS?
0: Yes. Uh, The Marlins, they exist. God knows what they're doing down there. Uh, The New York Mets keep refreshing their list of who they want to uh, interview for the next job. It's basically, spoiler alert, every single uh, manager that's available. And they're also weighing in on who is – sorry, I am so sorry. Who is breathing that loudly?
3: Uh, I think it's Amanda because I was muted. I don't think
2: it's me. Hmm.
3: Oh. I don't think it's me. Maybe it's the air
2: conditioner bad. in my car.
3: Yeah. It may be the air conditioner mm. blowing in my car. <laughs> breathing gate. All right. All right. <laughs> all right I'll start over.
0: So the Marlins exist. Once again, no one knows what they're doing, and no one can confirm if they're actually a baseball team or not. Uh, The Mets are weighing their options for the manager position. Spoiler alert, they're interviewing everyone who's available. They're also weighing in on if they should trade J.D. Davis. The Mets are going to have a very interesting offseason as they're a team that's convinced they can win, even though they're not a team that's going to win. The uh, Phillies off season is also going to be very interesting after Gabe Kaplan, who was a I mean, he was a horrible manager, got fired after two years, but GM ineptitude was his final straw. It'll be very interesting to see which way that franchise goes. Rumors are that Dusty Baker is the front runner for that job, as mentioned last oh, week. Good. And then and then the Braves, Georgia Sportsman. Um Braves fans thought that was bad. Well, Matt Bryant just made everything a little bit worse. Um, the Braves suck. In case you guys don't know, they lost in the first round. Cannot relate. And then we move to the nap. They're up three games to nothing in the NLCS. They're one game away from the World Series. The team that we all wrote off. We literally had an episode talking about potential fire sales, talking about what the trade deadline could look like if the Naps traded everyone. We talked about who to get fired, who they should trade, who they should keep, how they should rebuild this roster. They're on the most improbable run in MLB history. No, that's not being dramatic. That is actually true. This type of run has hardly ever happened before. And it's unreal. And the first three games, uh, Anibal Sanchez, Max Scherzer, Steven Strasberg all absolutely flexed on the Cardinals, who respect the game more than absolutely anyone. But maybe if the Cardinals played the game better instead of respecting it, maybe they'd have more than two runs in the first three games of the series. But then again, it sucks to suck, respect the game more, Soto's going to grab his cross all over y'all, win the Naps win, and move on to the World Series. And that
2: is a very quick update of the NL East. All right, so you're predicting, uh, Ryan, are you making an official prediction that the Nats are moving on?
0: Uh, yes, it's done. They oh, are, nice. It, it's, done. <laughs> it's over. Throw in the towel. Wow. Um, The Cardinals have, I mean, they got embarrassed in three games. Like, it's not like all three of the games were really close and could have gone either way. The Cardinals look like a double-A team out there against the Nats pitching. Like, they're done. I mean, their backs are against the wall. 36 of the 37 teams have gone up 3-0, have gone on to win. And if it's 36 of 38, I'm not going to be here the next episode because I'm just going to jump off to the NASCAR if that happens. You heard
2: it here first. Right? You heard it so here first. Nick, do you have an official prediction?
3: I was just going to say, if the Cardinals are a double-A team, that makes the Braves like a JUCO team. Uh, because, <laughs> oh, the Braves are terrible. You, yeah, you heard that here first. <laughs> Braves got embarrassed. Yeah. Um, I right, I do think we win the series. I will not say it's tonight, even though Amanda, I'm sure you want it to be tonight, since you're currently on I your way to the game. I very much want
2: it to be tonight. Yes.
3: Um, my big thing, my one big thing is that you just treat it like a game seven tonight. Like if you're the Nats, because obviously the Nats listen to this uh, before their games, their pregame routine. It's well documented. Um, you got to treat it like a Pit game firm. seven. Uh you just can continue to step on the gas, step on their necks till they're dead. Like they treat this like a game seven. Like you have nothing to lose because like Ryan said before, they're playing with house money. They weren't supposed to be here. Nobody picked them past the Dodgers. Literally nobody, Amanda, Um, (laughs) nobody picked them past the Dodgers. So they're, they're playing with house money. They're not supposed to be here. They weren't supposed to beat the Cardinals, but now they're, they find themselves up three games to zero. Don't, Like, don't let up because whatever you've been doing has obviously been working. You've come out and absolutely dominated the series. So just continue it. You have your prize offseason acquisition on the mound tonight. He's been great. Let him go out there and prove himself tonight and just absolutely give him whatever he needs to succeed. And treat this like a game seven, like you have nothing else to lose. And it's win or go home. Yeah, I love that advice.
0: What's really? Remember fun. at the beginning of Remember at the beginning of the year when Amanda picked the Nats in the World Series and we all made fun of her. I was gonna
2: bring that up. I was gonna bring that up. Couple, on the spot, yeah.
0: A couple, a couple weeks into the season, Amanda started to make fun of herself for that decision, um, and now they're they're one one away from being in the World Series.
3: Yeah, like, it's crazy. It, it doesn't even feel real. No, it doesn't. I. It, it, I don't think it's really hit me yet. Like I was at L or in LA for game five and watched them advance and it, I still don't feel it yet. Like it hasn't hit me yet. And I mean, like you guys every- have gone, gone to more games than I have, but I don't know when it's going to hit me, but it's going to be like a rush. I'm sure.
2: Yeah, it's going to be That's something. Like, it's, it just doesn't seem like this could possibly happen. Like, if they actually advance tonight and they're just cool in their heels while the Astros and Yankees beat up on each other to see who gets to play them in the World Series, it's going to be a nice few days for them to rest up and for us to just, you know, chill and see who, who's going to be their opponent. But it, it definitely feels surreal.
0: Every time I looked at the field yesterday and it said, like, NLCS on the field and on the scoreboard, I was like, Is that a oh, my typo? God, baseball, like, <laughs> baseball exists after the first round <laughs> like what, what
2: is it
3: <laughs> and,
2: yeah no doubt
3: yeah. no. a stadium full of nats fans or at least more full like what is that like i've never <laughs> seen that before um, what did it feel
2: like down there last night ryan
0: um so i was i was sitting in the outfield so like the sound kind of gets there last the first inning or so it was a little quiet compared to what it was in the Walker game But once the Nats first got on the board, the crowd was really good. And this is, like, both times I've been to playoff games this year, I've been really, really proud of the crowd. No one's yelled at me to sit down. I haven't heard ushers start dropping the C word for people standing up. I haven't seen people throw stuff at people for standing up. Like, my entire section stood most of the game, and everyone was cheering and actually in it the entire time. And usually Nats playoff crowds are pretty good. But I feel like this year, all the crowds are so much better than they were in years past. And I am so happy about that.
2: Yeah, it looks like you can really hear it on TV, and you can see how crazy the crowd has gotten. It, it, I am so excited to get down there tonight for this game. If they clinch tonight, they've, it's going to be bananas.
0: They've successfully, successfully done let's go Nats chance. Usually before it's like half the stadium saying let's go Nats and the other half of the stadium's clapping when they're starting it because they can never get on the same t- same time but they're finally on the same same page for it. So I mean things are just coming up Nats right now.
2: Yeah they are. So let's talk for a minute about the starting pitching which is obviously the big story of the first three games. I mean they have a, a combined Starting staff ERA of zero through three games against the Cardinals, who you know, in their last game before this <laughs> series put up 13 runs on the Braves.
0: Yeah. The two runs, think about it, the two runs that the Nats have given up this series, it was the weird ball hit the Michael A. Taylor that he misplayed and Juan Soto tripping over himself yesterday. Those are the two runs that they've given up. Like if both those plays are made, the Cardinals may have been shut out in three straight games. But my favorite stat is this is kind of like the 2013 Tigers all over again. The last time two pitchers back-to-back had uh, no hitters through six innings six innings was Sanchez and Max when they were both on the Tigers. And, Grant, that series did not go very well for the Tigers because they couldn't hide their bullpen. But the Nats are hiding their bullpen right now. And Sanchez, what a turnaround for him. We all sat there and bashed his uh, the signing for a while. He was 0-6 with a sixth ERA to start the year. And now the dude uh, is <laughs> kind of considered like a fourth ace, which is stupid. And then Max built off his last great start in St. Louis, which was really good to see. And then yesterday, the legend of Steven Strasburg grows. I thought to myself that, all right, this is the game the Cardinals win this series. They had Jack Flaherty on the mound, who had – like the third lowest ERA in the second half in baseball in the last 50 years. I was like, they got their guy. This is going to be the one game that they win. And then that got to him. And Steven Strasburg had seven ridiculous innings. All 12 strikeouts were on his off-speed pitches, which is probably my favorite stat from that night.
2: Yeah, that was the best thing. And the fact that he got himself out of that jam in the seventh was – I loved that he was able to do it, and I loved that Davey let him.
3: I was I was worried yeah. about that
0: because the trainer came out, but it worked out.
3: Yeah, yeah uh, it did work out. R- Ryan touched on it a lot less ap- last episode, but, I mean, Davey, Davey's uh, decision-making has been uh, great. Um, this is not the Davey we saw in the regular season. He's stepping up to the plate. He had one bad game against the Dodgers uh, where he used Rodney in a close game, and obviously the game got out of hand there. But from everything else I've seen, I haven't really had many gripes with the decisions Davies made. Like there's little things like when Suzuki got hurt, maybe pinch run someone else, like Ryan you said again. Um, little things like that. But the major decisions to be made as far as starting lineup, as far as what moves to be made, who's coming out of the pen, who's pitching next. He's been on point with all of them. So it, it kinda also translates to one, letting Strasser go out there. Um, and continue to pitch, Amanda, like you said, get the last two outs of this. Uh, the seventh, 114 pitches. The guy threw 81 strikes. That's insane. Zero walks. Zero walks for shot yeah, It was zero Amazing. walks
2: combined for any of the pitchers last night.
3: Yeah. Insanity. Um, it, it was great. And also getting through a game in the series without using Hudson or Doolittle, also extremely yeah. important. Um, I mean w- – Ryan, you said it all the time, like, we can't hide our bullpen in a playoff series, but we managed to build up enough cushion where Rodney and Rainey were out there to close a playoff game, a a crucial game three, the first one ever at home, Um, deep in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, And they were great, yeah. Right, we managed to build up a cushion where they didn't feel the pressure. Yes, it was a high-leverage situation because it was a playoff game, but it wasn't like a one-run, two-run game. Like, the offense continued to pile it on. And then it, it saved Doolittle and Hudson, who we will absolutely need going forward.
2: Yeah, agreed. And I would love to talk a little bit about the bullpen that, you know, we've talked kind of ad nauseum about how bad the bullpen is and, and how in this series it's going to be really hard to get through it, a seven-game series, although this doesn't look like it's going to go seven, but without using the middle-release guys. And they were able to do that last night, and they looked a lot better than they, they had. The stretch, and the, I find myself wondering if the amount of rest they've been able to have because they've tried to stay away from them entirely might actually be a really great thing for the Nats if they make it into the World Series because while they're not your best guys, they are now better rested than they would have been at any time during the season.
3: Yeah, we saw during the regular season at points and granted, I mean, we had some terrible people out there, but uh, I think, I think Rainey is a, a perfect example um like he wasn't necessarily bad like every appearance he had he started off pretty strong actually but it was Davey was using him over and over and over again and then he just got bad because he was being overused so Amanda to your point yeah now they're not having to pitch as much which yeah maybe they don't like but they're well rested so when they do pitch they have their a plus stuff they're not having to like come into games game early or pitch back to back to back days Um, They're rested and obviously have their A-plus stuff, as we saw last night with Rodney and Rainey um, really shutting the door and not giving the the Cardinals any chance. Because I guarantee you the Cardinals' game plan is knock the starters out of the game early, get to the bullpen. Well, guess what? You got to the bullpen and you didn't do anything with it because your team sucks. So, I mean, this is the Nats series and everyone's stepping up. I think it's been one of the most well-managed series Thus far, things could change, but one of the most well-managed series I've ever seen. Granted, he hasn't had to do much because the starters have been amazing, but the decisions he has made, Davy has been on point, and he deserves the the world of credit.
0: Yeah, I mean, the Series is going perfectly for Mike Rizzo. Like they spent all this money the last couple of years to make their starting rotation their strength, and they've kind of neglected the bullpen as well, like as well for that. And point the strength in the lineup, and throughout the playoffs, especially now against Cardinals, the starting pitching has carried them throughout because the first two games, Nats' offense wasn't that good either, and no one was talking about that just because how dominant the Nats' pitching was, um, and that just went into the strength that Mike Rizzo wanted. His guys that he went out and get have shoved this entire off playoffs. I mean, Corbin has, Sanchez has, and that kind of bought room for the bullpen and to Nick's point. Like, I also think Ryan Thurman playing only 50 games in the regular season, yep. he looks he looks healthy and rest, well-rested right now to where he's kind of hitting his peak and what he has, that little hot streak in the season. He's having that now because he only played 50 games in the regular season, so he was used pretty well, even though he did have injuries. But him not playing the full season is why he's doing so well right now. And then also, the Sean Doolittle DL trip, that saved him as well because he got like, two weeks off, and now he's just going out and about and just being lights like, out like they need. Yeah, yeah. his
2: velocity is back. It was down when he first came off the IL, and I was, I was really concerned about whether he was going to be able to you know, get back into form. But he has looked like his old self in the yeah, postseason I- for sure.
3: I think it was game two. Uh, no, it was game one. One of the, the the first two games where he came in in uh, and closed. Uh, it must have been game one since Hudson wasn't there. But he was throwing, I believe, Goldschmidt changeups too. Like when you have yeah a, two in
2: a row, you know, I think
3: right when you have your fastball velocity back, a changeup is much more effective because he was throwing a fastball like 94, 95, but his changeup was 83. Guess what? That delta is going to get you a lot of swing and misses, and it's going to make Sean Doolittle a better pitcher. Shocker, he uses an off-seed more, and he has a 1-2-3 inning, and yeah. it's probably been one of the cleanest innings he's had recently.
2: And who would have thought that a second pitch would have made him better?
3: Definitely not he us. Must we, be listening we to our advice. We never said that once, ever.
2: <laughs> so can we take a minute to talk about Howie Kendrick? Absolutely. I mean, what do you even say? The man is amazing. He's 36. He's just absolutely crushing the ball. He is not the guy that you would have picked at the beginning of the postseason to be the, the, the biggest offensive threat on this team, but he is just carving the Cardinals up.
3: For sure. Um, but I do think to win, we see it every year, um, the teams that have these runs in the playoffs, they always have that random hero who steps up. Like, last year, the Red Sox World Series MVP was literally Steve Pierce, and they (laughs) re-signed him for it. Like, of all the people the Red Sox have on their team, Steve Pierce was the MVP during the World Series. Like, we see it all the time. Howie is absolutely our uh, MVP. Yes, he's had base running mistakes and errors, but it doesn't matter because, one, he makes up for it, and then some. Um, But, two, he just doesn't carry it with him. Like, he accepts or he holds himself accountable like he realizes what he did but he doesn't let it drag him down he continues to go out there and just be the most clutch person i have ever seen <laughs> on on the nats yeah uh i mean he's been great uh, i think it's a lot to do with ryan's point how he was used in that utility role so he his playing time was down throughout the course of 162 games uh i think he had a dl trip i can't remember um, but I mean, just because his usage is down, he's fresh for the playoffs. And that's exactly what you, what you need to do. Um, Zim and Howie are older guys. They've been here and done this as far as like going through the course of a season and managing the bodies. They know themselves extremely well. So the fact that they were able to take care of themselves and then Nats and Davy and Rizzo and whoever were able to assist them in doing that you're getting the best version of those players now, and it, it's paying off. You've gotten farther than you've ever gotten before in your one game from the World Series.
2: Yep. Agreed. I, uh, I also think that the veteran maturity that he has, the you know he had a really tough series defensively in the Dodgers series. and he, Like you said, he never really let it bring him down. He just kept coming out every day and you know just like let it roll off of him and go out and play the next day I, I think some of the younger guys you might have seen some you know mental difficulty in dealing with that you know you see it all the time with guys who kind of get in their own heads and how definitely not done that and and now this series has been every bit as good as the dodger series was bad up until of course the grand slam
3: right and we saw that with trey all the time and i mean trey hasn't had that great of a series but like um 2016 2017 during the playoff series like trey would just he was so swing happy and he just got in his head and then he just continued to be swing happy and he just could not get out of it um so you you see that version granted he's not that same guy anymore but you see that version of a a crucial point in our lineup and then you see a guy like howie um who doesn't let his mistakes uh and there, there are plenty. Like there are big mistakes, but he doesn't let his mistakes get to him, and he he comes through it. He just leaves it in the inning or the play, and um comes through again. So it, it's great to see. That's exactly what we needed. That's exactly what a playoff team needs to to go this far.
2: Yep, agreed. Ryan, you got any Howie Kendrick thoughts to share with us?
0: Um, I'm here. One second. Sorry. Just keep going. Oh, no, you're back. good. Yeah, I'm here.
3: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> All good. <laughs> All right.
2: All good. So, um, yeah, I think that tonight, you know, if they can sweep and they can finish it out tonight, obviously I'd be thrilled since I'm going to be there and it would be awesome. But, uh, you know, I really do feel like I hate to put the vibes out in the universe, but I can't imagine this Cardinal team coming back and winning four against this Nationals team. So whether it's tonight or another night, I, I think this team is actually going to go to the World Series, which is just so insane to even say. Bonkers.
3: But bonkers.
2: Bonkers. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. yeah, so this was just a quick pod to kind of talk about that and get you guys all uh, hyped up and ready for tonight's game. You guys got any more points you want to talk about before we wrap it up?
3: Yeah, I was just going to say that um, I – wasn't on the whole last episode but i listened to it on the flight back and ryan talked about how max's last start was uh well it was the start before last so it was against the dodgers um it was kind of like redeeming uh to his whole playoff narrative and stuff um so i wanted to point out patrick corbin uh because i don't think his narrative is quite at stake as as max's was prior to that start but he hasn't had i guess the the playoffs um performance that he would have wished. Um he had he started game one against the Dodgers and it was great but there's a couple of rough points. I think it was game 3 in the Dodger series and obviously Yeah,
2: I was at kind that of, game. That one was rough.
3: Right. And kind of being yeah, relegated to yeah, <laughs> kind of being relegated to the fourth starter even though he's obviously a much better talent than a fourth starter. We just have that luxury. I I think this is kind of a, a prove it um start for him I, I guarantee you he wants to go out there and be the guy to send us to the World Series so I really hope he does that um because I, I think he is a lot better than he has pitched at times during uh this postseason so I really hope that he can uh put like we just talked about how he put his past mistakes and bad performances behind him and go out there and shove because we haven't seen him start a game since game one uh, of the Dodger series. So it's been a little bit. Um, he's come out and looked great and limited roles out of the bullpen done the job. But um, I, I just, I just really hope he does it. So I, I and it just, yeah, he's, it's, the, it's the same thing. I, I said, you got to win tonight. So uh, just step on the throats until they're dead.
0: He's had issues with his command over the last month. I think his last seven starts, he's had one, three uh, whip. So, we're going to know in the first inning if he has his command or not. Um, if guys are chasing his slider, it's going to be a great night for him. If they're laying off that slider, he's going to struggle dearly. So through the first inning, we're going to know what type of Patrick Corbin start we're going to get tonight.
2: Yeah, I think that's a really good point, and you know, I think we should all temper our expectations. I mean, this the, the starting pitching in this series so far has been otherworldly, and you know, it's an almost impossible standard to live up to, but. Corbin's been great, you know, all season for us. He's had his struggles here and there, but you know, he's been decent this postseason with that one relief that one relief appearance in game three of the Dodgers series accepted. He's been he's been better than better than acceptable and I think tonight it like you said, if you could tell in the first inning if he's got his command and if he does, then I think we might be celebrating tonight.
3: Well, let's hope so. I mean he does pitch better at home, so uh hopefully he can uh do that for us
2: all right any other points you guys want to touch on no,
3: no. I, I think we're good Go and i'm just i have just very anxious for tonight and i'm not even going so uh we'll, we'll see how I know. it plays I'm anxious out too.
2: i am sitting in traffic on a bridge on my way into dc right now so uh we will talk in a few days if the Nats uh get get into this, the world series then we'll definitely do another episode before the series starts to get everybody ready for you know once we know the opponent. For sure. All right. Then uh, thank you guys for listening, as always. Um, you can reach, find me on Twitter at AWhite7877. You can find Nick and Ryan at DCNATCHAC, and you can find the show at Half Street High Heat. Uh, if you want to check out the website, it's the com, and their handle is at DMV underscore SN. Uh, be sure to download the show. Wherever you download the show this is- and leave us reviews. We really appreciate it. And uh, hopefully, we will be having a very happy, celebratory episode soon. I will talk to you guys in later. Baby,
3: shake it too to this to do, baby, shake it too to this to do, baby, shake it too to this to do, baby, shake. Mommy, shake it too to do, mommy, shake it too to do, mommy, shake it too to do, mommy, shake.
1: Daddy Shark, to do-do-do-do-do-taddy, do Daddy to-do-do-taddy, shark to do, Daddy taddy shark to do to do daddy, shark.
0: Grandma shark you to do do Grandma Shark to do 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 Grandma shark to do-do-do-do-do, Grandma shark. Grandpa Sharkito, Grandpa Sharky, do to do do Grandpa Shark to
1: the do to Grandpa Shark. Let's go hunting, do-do-do-do-do, let us go hunt.